Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homerism Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Make sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever it is you get your your podcasts. Give us uh, one of those five-star reviews. Let everybody know where to find us. Um, it's our weekly edition of Picks Try, to, Try Not to Suck. We took last week off, uh, but uh, I went, let's see here, for the week three and five bringing my uh, total record up to 12.5 out of 19. Uh, Skinny was 2 out of 5. He's at 9.5 out of 20 right now. So I've got a little bit of a lead here. Uh, We're going to go ahead and break down our picks for Week 7. But uh, first, let's welcome Skinny on and talk a little bit about uh, what happened between the Sooners and Longhorns in the Cotton Bowl last weekend. Skinny, what's up, man? I mean, not much. You know actually kind of thankful for the off week after that uh, roller coaster uh, of emotions last week man that was crazy yeah you know i don't uh i don't normally get on to coaches too bad but man i don't know what it was i was i, I don't remember ever being as mad as i was as i was yeah, riley for the record that's <laughs> that's true and for the record i kept getting these texts like you know yeah, you you were you were on Riley Saturday. So yeah, I I think it was just it's just like it's one of those things where you see the the same things happening over and over and over, and it's like why why of all times is this it? I don't know. Could have been whatever headspace I was in, but uh, you know, I guess any thoughts about uh, just in general what this might mean for the team? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's hard to take it as anything but a positive, right? Like. You keep looking back, like it seemed like after the the K State kind of debacle, and you know a lot of young guys out there, guys that just needed some things to go right. And boy, I mean, you know, you're you're not happy about being two and two, but the idea of being one and three and blowing another you know double digit lead and all those opportunities in overtime, I mean, it really could have been a situation where this team just, if they had lost, had tanked. I think kind of the opposite is true now where, where maybe they get a little, you know, they're, they're feeling a little better about themselves and um, gain a little momentum going forward. Yeah. You know, and I thought uh, either, you know, some interesting stuff. I mean, everybody kind of freaked out about the uh, deal with benching Rattler, you know, there in the first half, but I, I don't know. I mean, it seemed to me like it worked, like he came back and he played really more within himself than he was and settled down. And uh, I mean, I thought he played a really, really nice second half and especially uh, really great in overtime. You know, uh, there were some, obviously, as I mentioned, there were some decisions that I uh, I wasn't down with. I, I really didn't like, uh, I didn't like on that second drive, kicking a field goal when you're on like the two yard line, like punch it, punch it in. 
you know, and I I wasn't happy with that the way he uh, set up that field goal in overtime at one point. But I mean, all in all, uh, I thought that the defense looked really good. Personally, that that was kind of that was maybe my biggest takeaway. Oh, definitely. I mean, they, they held the team. You know, granted they they played some pretty bad defenses. You know, it's averaging fifty points right to to seventeen, and most of those off turnovers, right? So. Um, you know, well, 17 going into the last four minutes or whatever it was. But, yeah, I mean, more to your point, it, it, it's interesting because it, it, it's like this kind of thing where they'll do eight things really well and then just two inexplicably awful things, right, that totally offset the, the eight things they did well before. And, and it's just – it's frustrating. I mean, I think it's part of a young team um, – but yeah, I mean that's the thing. I keep telling, I try to explain like they're not that bad. I mean no. they're not uh-huh. good, but they're not like they're not as bad as people think either. So yeah, I mean I don't know. I think that uh, they're probably you know I think the odds are out now. Uh, the latest odds on winning the Big Twelve, and I think OU's the favorite again. So you know I mean I think that kind of tells you where uh, at least where the odds makers see him going. The rest of the I'm, uh, well, let me ask you this. I mean it. it, it any doubt in your mind that the two best teams in the Big 12 right now are probably ROU and OSU and maybe uh, maybe lump Iowa State in there? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know. I still think that uh, if you, you know, have each of them play 10 times on a neutral field, I, I mean, I think OU is going to be the best team out of that group of three. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's the way I see it. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the champ will, in my opinion, will be one of those three teams, right? Yeah, it's just a matter of, of how how much those two losses will hurt OU. Yeah, exactly. Uh, going forward, right? I guess technically now they're what like, I guess you know, kind of three games back of uh, Iowa State and Kansas State mm-hmm. after that. So, but we'll see. There's yep. a lot of season left anyway. So, um, all right. Well, why don't we go ahead and get right into the picks uh, again? I went uh, three and five last week. You were two and five. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and start us off with what is, you know, shaping up as the uh, game of the year, really, uh, Georgia at Alabama, this one, uh, the, the storylines around it, have, you know, kind of been really shaped in fact, by, you know, what's happened with Nick Saban in the last couple of days, he's not going to be there on the sidelines on Saturday. Uh, you know, the line moved two points, uh, away from Bama from minus six to minus four, uh, with that news and yeah, I mean, it's Nick Saban. So you understand. And it's, it's a weird deal. I still like Alabama here. I'm going to, I would go ahead and lay the four with the Crimson Tide. Uh, it's not, you know, I mean, I, I think that in a certain sense, this is a play against, uh, Stetson Bennett, I believe is his name, right? The quarterback from Georgia who I just hasn't done, doesn't, hasn't impressed me that much. Uh, not that talented of a dude. Maybe uh, this is when Georgia finally makes the switch over to JT Daniels. But uh, just given uh, that part of th- that part of the equation, I'm gonna I- I'll be I'm one to lay the four with the uh, with the tide. Wow. Yeah, I looked at that really hard and wanted to do the same thing. You know, because I think everyone's gonna look at particularly at Ole Miss last week and think, oh, what's wrong with Alabama's defense? Uh, you know. In reality, probably not a whole lot. I mean, and let's be clear, Georgia can't do what Ole Miss did. Um, but I just thought, I mean, 
with Nick Saban being, it's not even so much Nick Saban being out, but I, I just have to figure out, we don't even know who else the Alabama will be without. And that's why I just didn't yeah. touch it. And that is, that is one big concern. I mean, hell, the way things have gone this week, it could be, you know, what's to say that they don't test a, a bunch of players tomorrow and find out that they, they can't even go. You know what I mean? It's uh that part of it uh, is just kind of, I guess, just reality at this point in the year. So, all right, but I'm taking Bama minus four for my first pick. What is your number one first pick? All right, I'm going to the ACC. <clears throat> got a bit of a theme this week, but so I've got, I'm looking at Pitt going to Miami. You know, Miami coming off, you know, one of the bigger games they've played in, in a number of years. Um, you know, Pitt, solid team, not great, but. I think Miami's in a bit of a letdown spot here after game day and all that stuff last week. So I'll take Pitt getting the points going uh, down to Miami. Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, I was looking at Pitt. The thing about that is kind of odd, though, is that's, I mean, that's already gone up three points. Pitt was getting 10.5 when it opened, and now it's all the way up to 13.5. That's uh, interesting. That was the that was what scared me off there. But uh, I, I definitely see the rationale on going against Miami at this point. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Um, all right. So that is Pitt plus 13 and a half. Okay. Uh, my next pick here, let's see here. You know what? One that I loved was Cincinnati going to Tulsa, but that mm-hmm. one's off now. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. Hey, I've got Arkansas plus three. Uh, they are hosting Ole Miss. Um, and in this case, you know, again, uh, similar to what, uh, we talked about, uh, with, uh, Miami, I mean, Ole Miss, you know, they clearly probably put a lot into that Alabama game. It's, you know, Kiffin versus Saban, uh, you know, kind of, they'll be laying down here. Uh, Arkansas's, you know, has taken some steps forward. They got royally jobbed last week, but, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing where maybe they come out, play, uh, you know, play with some intensity, and uh, go ahead, pull off the home win here. I'll take the Hogs. Wow. Well, great minds think alike because I am going to take the Hogs as well. Uh, kind of, for, yeah, for the exact same reasons. I, I think Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin put a lot into last weekend. And again, you know, like you were saying, Arkansas has been decent. So I'm going to take Arkansas on the points as well. All right. Woo pig. All right. There we go. Uh, my next one is an ACC clash, uh, North Carolina traveling to Florida State. Uh, this is a nationally televised game, and who would have thought in a season like this we'd see this much Florida State on national TV, man? <laughs> it's not pretty. Uh, but I do like you know some of the things that you're starting to see out of, out of uh, the Seminoles, particularly it seems like their defense to me is – kind of rounding into form they've made a change at quarterback i'm gonna go ahead and take the 13 and a half here uh in tallahassee with the Knolls. all right 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't have a lot of thought on that, but uh, I, I might go the other way, but mm. not picking it. Okay. Uh, what is your third third game? I'm looking, <clears throat> staying in the ACC, I'm looking at Louisville going into South Bend this weekend. Uh, Louisville's getting 17 points. Uh, you know, I, I, I do think Notre Dame is a really solid team, um, but I'm still, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still hanging on to, I'm going to hang on to Louisville for one more week. I, I've been on their bandwagon as, as kind of better than, than people think. Um, and, and I think they'll be able to put up some, uh, some points, enough points on Notre Dame to cover that 17 number. So I'll take Louisville. All right, we got Louisville there, plus 17. All right, here's my next one. Uh, give me the Roadrunners, UTSA. They're at home hosting Army, uh, plus 7.5. And, and uh, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, Army's a good team, uh, but UTSA is, is starting to come along. They run the ball uh, pretty well. They'll have a chance to, uh, you know, kind of use their uh, physicality there against Army. Um and, uh, you know, I think this will be a pretty quick game just based on the uh, style of play of these two teams. I think that, uh, you know, they keep it within the seven and a half points. So I'll go ahead and take UTSA at home plus seven and a half. All right. Yeah, I, I know nothing about UTSA. So. <laughs> Coached by uh, Jeff Trailer, I believe. He was at uh, Texas for a while. All yeah. right. All right. All right. Okay. So what's your fourth? All right, going back to the SEC in the state of Mississippi, I'm looking at A&M going into Mississippi State. Uh, A&M's actually, or sorry, excuse me, Mississippi State is getting five points at home. You know, similar to to the the thought on Ole Miss and Arkansas. You know, I think you're looking at a team at A&M coming off a big win. It was at home. Um, You know, they're going in to face Mike Leach. I, I, and, and, you know, I, I'm actually not that high on A&M anyway. Uh, I'll take Mississippi State getting five at home. Yeah, in a in a one-off game, I mean, Leach versus Jimbo, I, I kind of tend to favor Leach there. So, yeah, I looked hard at that one. I'm just not sure about Mississippi State at this point, the uh, ups and downs, the swings that we've seen out of them this year. So, all right, but you've got Mississippi State. All right, and what was the uh, number there? Plus five. Plus five. All right. Um, all right. My final one. Pick number five. I'm going to take uh, South Carolina, another home dog, getting three and a half against Auburn. Uh, I don't believe that either of these teams are particularly good. But um, South Carolina, I do like their quarterback a little bit more, um, you know, based on, on just, you know, what I've seen out of uh, – I forget the kid's name, but he transferred in. Mike Bobo knows him. Uh, you know, Auburn, Auburn just really, they are moving in the wrong direction, it seems. Uh, it's a talented team as, as usual, but particularly, you know, they don't get very good quarterback play out of Bo Nix. I'm going to go against the Tigers on the Gamecocks, plus three and a half. I say South Carolina wins straight up. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're paying Malzahn a ton of money. Uh, and I, I don't know what it, when his contract is up, but you got to wonder if this season, they, uh, it's a tough year to try to buy somebody out, but, um, yeah, that's not looking good. Not in, uh, in Auburn. So, mm-hmm. all right. What's your last one? 
Uh, all right, I'm going. I'm looking at BYU going into Houston. You know, obviously Houston's season has been uh, disrupted, uh, severely disrupted by by COVID. Um, you know, and, and BYU is pretty solid. So at four and a half, that number seems pretty good. I'll take BYU uh, going in, uh, laying the points. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, though. As much as as disrupted as uh, Houston's season has been, they looked really good last week. I actually got to catch up with, uh, watch their game against Tulane because I was on Tulane, and uh, they turned it over like three times in the first quarter. Uh, and got down by 17 and then just blew two lanes doors off. I mean, it wasn't even close the rest of the way. That was, uh, that was, it was, it was definitely something to see. So, but, uh, so, so that's looking like a, b- a big game though. And BYU's played so well so far this year too. Mm-hmm. So fun game for a Friday night. Uh, that's BYU minus four and a half. Okay. So let's recap real quick. Skinny's five picks. He's got, Pitt plus 13 and a half, Louisville plus 17, Arkansas plus three, Mississippi State plus five, and BYU minus four and a half. I'm rolling with uh, the Crimson Tide of Alabama minus four, uh, UTSA plus seven and a half. I'm also on Arkansas plus three. I've got uh, Florida State plus 13 and a half at home versus uh, North Carolina. And then my fifth is South Carolina straight up plus three and a half at home against Auburn. So anyway, uh, I guess that'll that'll do it. So okay, so besides the Alabama Georgia game, what what game are you looking forward to most this weekend, Skinny? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I guess mostly for. Um, Gosh, and even the Big Twelve games. Um, There's only one, right? It's only it's, yeah, Kansas. it's Kansas and West Virginia. Yeah, big, big noon Saturday, <laughs> do you have Kansas? <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I, I don't know that one really jumps out here. Yeah, there, uh, there are a couple, man. The couple, of the smaller one, the BYU Houston one, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of like. Inter- yeah, interesting is probably a way to put it. There's not yeah. not a ton of like huge matchups, but there's some interesting games out there. UCF Memphis um, is another one that uh, could be could be fun. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, Skinny, I'll go ahead and let you go, man. Uh, but thanks so much for coming on, and best of luck this week, man. Yeah, same to you. Talk next week. Sounds good. All right, that's the Skinny. Thanks to him for coming on. Thanks to you all for coming on, joining us too. For the Boyd Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.